Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. I'm going to take out my rope. I'm going to tie it around myself. You have one chance to throw up the rope. I grab the rope and haul like I've never (laughs) hauled before. Chaba, thank you so much for saving me. Are you Wilm? I am. What in the world is going on? (laughs) (laughs) It's a long story. We'll explain it all in a minute. I start playing now to start drawing them away so that he can unbarricade. I'm going to need you guys to turn around. Why? This old lady, actually a witch, puts some kind of curse on me. The more that people pay attention to me, the less good I am at my instruments. Wilm says, where are we headed to now? I thought you knew where we were headed. You wind your way through a few streets until you reach the gate. Wilm calls out, brother, I have returned. Nerdok appears over the tower wall. Thank Neros, you're alive. The two run towards each other and embrace that barrier targeted the people living inside the town. Why are you picking through my beard, Shaba? Being inside that zone of magic made you slightly older. Nerdak says... It's good to see you've grown closer together as an adventuring party. Yes, indeed. And as a company. Like like a business company. <laughs> right. And as a company company. All companions must start somewhere. We definitely did. He smiles and gives Wilm a hearty pat on the back. <laughs> I haven't actually described any of these people to you physically, have I? Not really. Nerdok, he's a tough-looking man in his late 20s, tall, over six feet, uh, with short Dark brown hair and low sideburns connecting to a mustache. So just kind of the... The old handlebars. Yeah. Uh, Wilm is a younger man in his early 20s, almost as tall as Nerdok, short dark brown hair. Uh, He's lean but strong. His eyes seem always on the move, taking in his surroundings. Now that we're back together, and as you've suggested, I have no intention of staying. Uh, We haven't quite finished what we came here to do. But we're low on supplies, we've lost two of our horses, and I think it's more important that we return quickly with what we have. Mm. Yes, and what of your friend Dillard? Are you, uh, do you know anyone who may be able to help him in his condition? It's possible that someone back in town, one of the priests there, may be able to help him. I pray the Ramlord it be so. We'd best make haste. Indeed. Are you ready to leave this cursed place? We're ready now. Like, literally right now. (laughs) We want nothing more than to leave immediately. I mean, I haven't even eaten all day, and I just want to go. What's at the road? (laughs) Wilm gives kind of a troubled look and addresses Nerdak. He says, I lost my notebook when we were separated. I won't be able to remember everything. Do you have any uh, paper or anything? Do we have any paper that they can jot down some notes? I think you've got, like, one sheet left or something. Oh, yeah, we had parchment that we scrawled notes onto. I think we wasted a lot of paper in that <laughs> instance, though. True. Just trying, to get, just trying to get all our thoughts together. It ended up being longer <laughs> than it needed to be, and so we probably don't yeah. have much paper left. So I understand. I can't remember who it was. We blew paper on several events, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That was my call. Yeah, yeah I, I would understand if you don't want to part with your last precious piece. Nerdock just says, we'll make do with whatever we can remember. Okay. Come, let us be off. I'd like to put some distance between us and this town before night falls. As would we all. Agreed. You're not going to be in trouble with your uh, boss if you don't remember stuff, will you? We have enough that we should be able to provide useful information. That's the best we can do at this point. Now, good friends, I can't remember. Did you guys happen to find out anything about the, um, about the crystals, the black crystals in the ground? They're definitely tied to this plague in some way. And, well, none of us is a wizard, so we don't have the best investigative abilities when it comes to this sort of thing. But I have a few samples that I've taken and plan to bring back for study. Oh, so Hmm. I was going to ask whether you thought it would be uh, dangerous to take one of the obsidian crystals from the wall, but I take that to mean you have already done so? I picked up two of them when we first arrived in the town. Oh, okay. So it hasn't, like, made the whole thing explode or anything. <laughs> so that's good. So far, so good? Yeah? It seems all right. Good. Hold on. Hold on a second, guys. Before we travel with your friend that's obviously ill, could you maybe shed a little more insight into how he got ill? I don't necessarily want to travel with someone that might be a ticking time bomb without knowing more. It seems as though the air in this town has affected all three of us to varying degrees. The longer that we've been here, the more tired and sick we've felt. 
he seems to have had it the roughest, but I can't point to anything specific that might have led to this condition. Okay, so he wasn't bitten or attacked or hit with a mysterious blow dart from a long distance? Nothing that would have uh, made him get sick? We've each had several run-ins with the zombies on our investigations, but again, I don't think there's anything significantly different that's happened to him compared to us. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. That's curious. Was Dillard the eldest of the three of you? Hmm. That is a very good question. Dillard <laughs> is a few years older than us. Uh. So is getting, uh, getting Dying Dillard down from the platform still going to be an issue? That's the pressing matter at hand, I would say. Hey, what if we tied a rope around his waist and hoisted him down? <laughs> yeah. With aid, he should be able to climb down with the other two of us helping him. Okay. Um, how old is everybody in the party, BT Dubs, since it's kind of maybe relevant? I don't know if I wrote down my age. In giant years? Dang it, I didn't write down my age. I put Aslo at age 30, which actually makes him quite young for a halfling. Yeah. Goliaths have about the lifespan of humans, so I'm going to say Shaba's like 28. You guys have such short lives. That's sad. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. <laughs> I actually just became an adult at the ripe age of 40. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, wow. So you're older, but that's not necessarily like older. Oh, no, I'm definitely the most childish out of the three yeah. of us. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also mean in terms of total lifespan, like that's probably gnomes are gnomes live for a good couple hunch. A little less. It's like 150 to 200 or something. I don't know. Yeah. Does the disease affect people based on their age number, like the number of years they've been alive, or is it like a percentage of your total lifespan? Their maturity. That's the question. Their age maturity. <laughs> their mental maturity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We're all, we're all safe yeah. then. <laughs> so why don't you just like roll Dillard off the edge and Shabo will catch him? What's with you and me catching things? <laughs> it, just, it just seems like the most direct route. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's true. Dropping, Nothing is simpler. I don't think we should touch him. <laughs> Dropping things on Shava. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the most direct route to get something from point up to point down. But it also involves mm -hmm. me being responsible for someone else's life uh, without a safety net which I'm not necessarily mm. super comfortable with. I wouldn't want to catch that. <laughs> yes, uh, I would like to not touch him also <laughs> because yep. he's sick and I don't want to be sick. I may not know how germs work, but I know that when someone's sick, you don't hang out with them. You shun them socially. <laughs> that's what we used to do in the old tribe, at least. Will he fit inside a backpack? Because that's about, that's about all I've got to contribute to this operation. Yeah, if I were to, like, say, poke four holes in a backpack so he can put his arms and legs through, and I just carry him on my back. Like a papoose. Nerdak says, actually, we still have one of our horses left. We left him oh. out in a protected area in the field. Oh, oh, sweet. The horse can climb up the rope, grab Dillard, yes, and bring him back horse. down. Why didn't we think of it? No, so we'll have Dillard ride the horse back. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay, cool. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Dillard's good to climb down if we just kind of spot him from below, make sure he doesn't fall. Nerdak shouts up, how are you feeling, Dillard? And you hear a weak voice, I think I can manage. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear. Why All don't right. we just hang out around the the bottom to make sure? Yeah, all three of us will spot him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nerdak goes ahead and climbs back up to help him over the side. And in the meantime, Wilm runs off into the fields over like, away towards some hills. Wilm, don't split the party. Let someone go with you. <laughs> I'm just going to go fetch the horse. I'll be right back. <laughs> will you be within eyesight of us? Um, no, but not much farther. It's just over the next couple of hills. Uh, Tokus, do you want to go with him? I'm going to go with him because I feel like he's going to jet. And he's also worth six gold to us. Yeah. Uh, in addition to <laughs> friendship. So I don't want right. to lose either of those things. We're not saying this out loud, right? I just say, I'll go yeah. check on him. Yeah, we just kind of like, uh, yeah, you, you know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you kind of just, just like follow him closely enough that he never leaves your sight. So you can call back kind of thing. So he doesn't feel like you're babysitting, but at the same time you are. Yep. I'll tail him, but he's actually pretty quick. Yeah, he's definitely faster than you are. Kind of have to jog to keep up. <laughs> I trust you. Okay, um, Dillard and Nerdot get back down without too much trouble. 
And Nerdok unhooks the rope, starts coiling it up and packing everything they have. Dillard, he's in his 30s or so, a little bit on the short side with chestnut-colored hair and matching eyes, and wears a plain brown robe. He's not looking very good, but he makes it down and he just kind of rests, leaning slumps against the wall. Does he look feverish and sick, or does he simply look enfeebled with age? Uh, He's not that old. He looks like he's sick and having trouble standing and... Like he's dizzy and nauseous. So he looks like he's sick, like flu-like symptoms, like sweats and... Yeah. Okay. Because right. they've been up in that tower this whole time, and that tower is inside the zone. BT-dubs. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tokus, when you rise to the top of the second hill, Wilms down in a small copse of trees at the bottom, and he seems to be retrieving his horse and bringing it back. Hmm. Seems normal. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we thought he would be doing anything suspicious, we just were worried for his safety. <laughs> yeah, well, he starts riding the horse back, so he's going to get back before you do, probably. <laughs> He'll be like, he just <laughs> rides, rides past, past you, <laughs> slaps you. <laughs> I'd try to grab onto the horse's tail, but it's too swift. It swishes out of my grip. <laughs> too slick. <laughs> so everyone's made it back. You're all standing at the bottom of the tower. Okay. Nordak is loading supplies up onto the horse and then lends Dillard a hand as he climbs into the saddle. All right. Just to uh, make small talk while they're loading up, I'm like, so you guys know any shortcuts? We should skirt around Letwick on our way back to the Nept. True. Don't you think? And hope that dying Dillard doesn't die. We could probably shave off a day or so if we wanted to by cutting cross country, but the road's certainly the safest route. Yeah. You never know what kind of weird two-headed dogs could be running around out there. Speaking of, (laughs) you guys said that you got attacked by those, right? Yes, we did. Were you camped outside a village when that happened? Yes, we were camped on the road uh, just a short ways east of... Letwick? Letwick. We saw that campsite. We thought it was suspicious. But you're telling us that was you? I assume so, if it's the same one. So... Uh. So why you camp so close to village instead of just going in and, you know, hanging out in the village? We had already passed through the village and we saw what happened there. We felt it was unsafe to remain. Oh, so basically, okay, yeah. So we're dumb because we just hung out in the village and you guys just (laughs) left the village and made sure that you were, okay, yeah. That may, that makes total sense. <laughs> Why didn't we think it? We thought it was like something crazy. Like some people spread this plague and then left town and just camped out to make sure that it spread nice and good and moved on. But it was just you guys. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get going. So we start heading back toward Nanept. Well, toward Letwick first. Yeah, let's let's uh, stick to the road. And so you actually stayed in Letwick. D- uh, yeah, let, we don't have to bring that up. We d- we've done stupid things that we regret, but that doesn't mean we can't do better in the future. Uh, let's get it. That's all the past now. Let's let's move forward. All right. Well, our road will bring us past Letwick again, unless we choose to take a shortcut, cut the corner off, and turn north before then. I think that since the six of us happen to be the foremost experts of this plague uh, living that we know of, let's hit each town on the way back. Do a quick head check, make sure everybody in town's good, no one's mysteriously fallen ill. Yeah, let's stick to the road. Um, We'll check in on each of the towns as we go. And uh, if we see that someone has come down with something, then we just murder them on the spot, I Mm -hmm. guess. That's probably the, okay. the way to go. You got to behead them. You got to take off yeah. their heads, or they, they're yeah. likely to wake up. Also of note, we are bringing an infected individual back into a huge city of thousands of people. Just wanted to throw that out there. Just saying. Yeah. Do you guys know any doctors back in town? Any witch doctors or healers or clerics or anything like that? We can get access to some of the temples that they should be able to provide healing. Okay. All right. Okay. So for the tidy sum of six gold, we are putting thousands at risk. But hopefully for not, <laughs> yep. not for too long, because he'll be healed quickly. <laughs> all right. Thumb, fingers crossed. We're good. Yeah. This is all going to work out fine. I mean, <laughs> maybe this is all part of Thane's plan for the next part of the story, <laughs> that we doom half the kingdom. Yeah. 
Good plot twist. Yeah. Let's think happy thoughts and let's <laughs> get on the road. So you set off heading around the city and after having spent quite a bit of time inside for the rescue, you're all feeling much better now that you've left the area of the barrier. It is more noticeable after leaving it this time compared to previous times after just a short stop inside. Do we have more of a youthful spring in our step, would you say? I don't know if you really notice a huge difference personally in yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) We just don't have a weight in our step anymore. Yeah, you do notice that the Strathus brothers both seem to be kind of slow-moving as far as adventurers go. Hmm. Yeah, for 20-somethings. That one innkeeper said they were hardier than we were. Maybe he was telling tales. Or maybe they've just gotten weaker from being in the town for too long? Yeah, we should find that innkeeper again and all stand in a line and ask him to tell <laughs> Punch tell him us. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you lied to us. No, I mean, I mean, to ask him to tell us who's the hardiest now. Like Mirror Mirror on the Wall, who's the hardiest yeah. adventure of them all. But we're yeah. asking the innkeeper instead. Yeah, or we could just resort to physical violence. That's always an option. It's D&D. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what he has to say for himself when we pass through again. All right, so it took you a little less than a day to get here from the town, and it's already the afternoon now, so you're not going to get to Letwick tonight. Okay. But you travel pretty uneventfully, and as you're all sitting around the campfire at night, Dillard is kind of off on one side of the fire while the rest of you are gathered on the opposite side away from him, and so you don't want to get close. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine Tokus impresses them with his with his automatic fire starting skills. Oh, of course. And then I try to impress them with my hunting skills, but they're like, uh, "Yeah, dude, we we can hunt too. We always <laughs> we always do it. We can also like actually kill zombies." <laughs> yeah, Oslo, why don't you play us a tune while we're uh, away? <laughs> yeah, break out the loot and play us a campfire. Uh, campfire uh, I'll wait till you guys are falling asleep. How about that? Wilm turns to you three and says, As you know, most of what I had was lost when I was attacked, but I feel I should at least give you something, as thanks for rescuing me from that horde. He reaches into a pocket and pulls out a candlestick with a stubby red candle set into it. Uh, no, it's all right. You can keep it. (laughs) We appreciate the gesture, but just, just, that's great. Thank you. You can hold on to it. Is this some sort of magical candle? Was was there something else you were going to tell us about it? I found these in the armorer's shop where I was holed up. This candle burned all night long for me without melting in the slightest. Mm. I don't doubt there's some magic to be had in it. Wow. Mm. You're welcome to it if you'd like. An ever-burning candle. Dude. That's that's great. That could come in quite handy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you again. Well, it's it was the least we could do. I feel like we're all, we're getting paid double now. We got this cool candle. Plus maybe we'll get some gold when we get back. Things are looking up. They're really really looking up. That said, keep one eye open. Actually, when while you're on watch tonight, guys, keep both eyes open plus an extra one cuz you never know when Dillard could uh, bite the big one. <sighs> I would say even though we have three other people with us, we should just keep our same watch order throughout the night so that one of us is always awake. Not that we don't trust them, not that we don't think they're cool or our best friends, but, you know, never can be too careful. Plus, they're all dumb and we're awesome. Well, I think they've proved themselves quite a bit smarter than we are, actually, which is yet another reason why we should watch them closely. (laughs) So we can learn from them. All right. Um, The brothers will take turns with the first and second watch with you. Okay. Also, when they hand us the the candle, I will take it and think about it for a second and then hand it to Tokus and say, you're the one that's most uh, readily able to start a fire so why don't you hold on to this and um and write it down on your character sheet that would be a good thing to do i like calling it the ever burning candle the ever burning yeah, candle. the unending candle <laughs> <laughs> ever ever burning torches are a thing in D D, right mm-hmm. so i think it makes mm-hmm. sense to call an ever burning candle yeah unless it unless it can like light if there's like some command word to get it to light by itself mm. in which case it might be good for one of us to have it but well, you don't know anything about it yet. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really have the capability to identify its arcane properties. 
Yeah, how does identify work in 5th ed? Yeah, that's something I've been meaning to discuss with you. Um, the base rule is if you spend a short rest basically meditating with a magic item, you learn its properties. What? That's dumb. Wow. So, like, you find this amazing, unique, one-of-a-kind artifact, and then after an hour you're just like, hmm, let me think about this really hard. Oh, I know what it is! Yeah, yeah that doesn't make yeah. sense. That seems a little... That's what I've always thought. So, in my other game, I tweaked it a little bit so that they had to roll an arcana check to do it, but it still basically turned out to be the same thing, effectively. Okay. Mm. Because they could always pass the checks within a couple hours. Yeah. Um, the DM's guide suggests some variants, which would be, basically, you need to cast the identify spell, or experiment with it in order to figure it out. And I'm leaning towards that option, where you need to have some actual means of figuring it out. Or else play with it until you get it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Either we take the risk of bringing ourselves to uh, harm by messing around with a magical item, or we just get it identified. That seems... Yeah. I mean, I'll let you like make Arcana checks to see if you can learn something about it, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, some of its properties. Okay. Well, yeah. I like the sound of this because it means I get to use my Arcana. I'm very adept in it, and <laughs> that'd be kind of fun for me to use it. Yeah. But I don't want to just give you... You know, this is whatever sort of... Right, yeah. Well, okay, this is a special case. He told us what it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least something that it does. You don't know if that's everything or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would say at least while we're <clears throat> at lower levels like this, um, do having to do with the identify spell might would be would be really tough. One, because we have no money, and also because there's one spellcaster with, who knows, a total of four spells, and... You know, it's it would be that'd be tough. So you're saying uh, casting the identify spell, and what was the other option? Bringing it to someone who can identify it, or experimenting with it on your own until you figure it out. Okay. Can we can we uh, make a slight adjustment to that name and call it Wilms Ever Burning Candle, even though it's not like <laughs> his, but just for the sentimental value of to remember how we got it. Yeah, how we acquired it. Sure. Because I'm sure, like down the road, it would be like, wait, where where did that candle come from? And this way, it kind of gives it, it gives it some meaning, some value. Yeah. Like, we got it when we rescued our first dude. Our first dudesel in distress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While we're on the subject, um, I did go ahead and make up spell cards for myself, as I, as I often do yeah. for all my spells. And I have basically already decided what I'm going to take uh, as my next... Next spell at level two, so That's there's that. Ooh. That's a good one, yep. Yeah. Good old detect magic. So. Good one to have. <laughs> you can always swap them out later if you need to. Or... Right. It's You can swap one per level, up to one per level, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Not that that ever made sense to me, but that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's still nice as being that type of caster. Like, you mm-hmm. did, it would suck to pick your your spells and then never be able to change them again, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. All right, so Tokus has the candle, and it's just like a stumpy red candle sitting on a plain brass candlestick. Is there a little handle to it? Yeah. Yeah, with a little handle. Okay, so when I go out on my watch, I'll take it with me and try it out. All right, so as you're standing watch in the night, you light the candle, and it seems to cast quite a bright light for a candle, and as you watch, you do indeed see no signs of melting. Does it Does it uh, shine bright light in a 20 foot radius and then dim light in another 20 feet radius by any chance uh 15 15 15 okay <laughs> i was just seeing if it was the same as a torch or not basically candles are typically dim light for five feet oh, uh, wow. gotcha okay. so this is way brighter than a normal candle wow yeah it's almost as bright as a torch i can't look directly into it or i get that little blind spot in my vision <laughs> that could have a use right yeah. The candle of ever-blinding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> May it be a light in dark places. You hear, kind of late in the night, a few dogs barking and howling off in the distance, but nothing comes close. So the next morning, you wake up, and Dillard actually has a little bit more color in his face as he gets up. Oh. Uh. He seems to be eating a little bit more than he was. Dillard, you're looking well this morning. Did you sleep okay? So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, not exactly well, but better than I have in the last several days. Good. 
Mm-hmm. I imagine a good patch of hard ground is much better than that old tower you were sleeping in. I always like a good patch of hard ground. Makes me think <laughs> of home. Well, the grass is better than wood, yes. So then perhaps we're learning that the sickness does only affect people while they're in the town, and as they get out of it, they, they get better? I don't know. It's hard to say. That's what I'm starting to think. It could make sense. He's no longer being exposed to the catalyst. Uh, that fresh air is doing him some good. They were hanging out inside that barrier that whole time. Nerdock says, as you're discussing this, it's honestly surprising how much of an effect it's had on us. You see that he's moving around noticeably quicker and more nimbly than he was yesterday. Huh. He says, I didn't even realize how, how much it had slowed us down while I was in there. The effect was so gradual and... Subtle. Mind-numbing in a way. Hmm. I didn't notice it at all. That's very interesting. So what if they used... I don't know, do you think maybe they used Letwick as as a test bed for this? As a control for the experiment? Set up uh, an artificial barrier. Maybe when we get to Letwick, let's check the ground around town to see if there's little crystal-shaped holes. I don't know, just worth a, worth a try. Yeah, we can look. Great idea, Shaba. We'll see. Uh, you pack up camp and reach Letwick after another two or three hours of hiking. I make a check. So you're just searching the the area around town? Yeah, just the, the area around town, any road or, like, bare dusty patches that might be more noticeable. I rolled really well on my perception check. I rolled an 18. The more investigation. Oh, okay, investigation. Uh, so, 19. <laughs> I do have some intelligence, even as a Goliath. Uh, you don't actually find any small holes... You don't find any of the crystals. All right. Well, we can eliminate that theory. It's funny you say that, Shaba. We're looking for something similar to the other town, right? I actually think they just poisoned the well, and they put the crystals directly into it. Energy might seep into the water from the crystals, and if the townsfolk drank that water over time, it might have some sort of an effect. Yeah, we did find that black ichor in the first town, didn't we? That's this town. Yes. In this town, didn't we? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if we (laughs) lower that candlestick into the well, uncover the well and lower it down, and see if it will burn underwater? No, 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 not underwater. Just just all the way down into the water and see if it reflects on any of the stuff at the bottom. See if we can see if maybe there are crystals in the well. So you want to ruin our first magical item? No, no, no. I don't want yeah. to. Don't, yeah, never forget the going underwater idea. Just Well, remember, was there a bucket on the end of that rope? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we want to put the candle in the bucket, but then the bucket's going to make it so the light only goes up. No, just use our own, or just use the rope, on, get, get rid of the bucket. Yeah, you could tie. So we're going to tie the handle of the candlestick to the rope. This thing burns really bright, though. Wouldn't the heat rise up and potentially burn the rope? Um, uh, it's not any hotter than a normal candle. All we're trying to do is see the bottom of the well, right? Yeah, I just want to see the bottom. Yeah, see. I, I have I have a spell. It's called light, where you like something oh, shines yeah. brightly. I'll, I can like cast light on things. Well, yeah, d- totally. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Forget my idea. Yeah, I'd rather use a spell than jeopardize our very first shiny magical item. I mean, I know I've been quick to dispose of my gadgets. In the <laughs> no, past. no, 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 no. There's nothing like that. I just thought that the candle would have a better chance of burning either underwater or in a smaller space without destroying the rope than like a torch. But yeah, cast light on a rock, on a pebble, and throw it in. And we'll see if anything reflects off the bottom. Totally. I wasn't sure if you were thinking that the the ichor was combustible or something and that lowering a heat source down there would light it on fire. I don't know. Honestly, I hadn't even (laughs) thought of that, but that's a good point because we all could have just blown up if it had been up to me. (laughs) If it had been up to me, the whole town would have just detonated a massive fireball. So, yeah, (laughs) good thinking there. And because of how cool that would have looked... I think that's a great idea. I'm, I'm proud of you, Shaba. Worth it, yeah. yeah. I already tested the ichor. I don't remember it being combustible. All right, so we'll uncover. We put a door with a bunch of big rocks on top of the well. I assume that's still there when we get there. On your way to the well, you pass by the burnt-down storage shed. Yes. Yeah. Behind which you see all of those graves, and you note that four of them have been opened up. 
What? Mm, I suspected as much. From within. Well, you can't really tell, but the dirt's thrown off to the sides randomly. Remind me, did we... We didn't end up burying anybody. There were graves already there when we got there, and they were they were freshly dug, but covered up with, you know, presumably with bodies in them. The, yes, that is true. Right. Yeah. Okay. Take arms, brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tell the Strathus brothers... And Dillard to be on their guard, because there might be a couple of Zombronies in this town. And have them all stand around us, because they're much better at fighting <laughs> zombies than we yeah, are. Yeah, as a matter of fact, <laughs> after you. You can go ahead yeah. and go first. <laughs> so they lead the way. Bravely. Yeah, Dillard stays in the back, because he's still kind of weak and not exactly in fighting condition. But they head towards the well and say, So you think you'll find something in this well? We hope to. We hope to, Yes. We did some small investigations here, but I admit we didn't stay long. We were hurried on our way. Yeah, we stayed way longer than we should have, in retrospect. Uh, but, I mean, we got some good intel. Tokus here happens to know quite a bit about the chemical properties of various... Uh, substances. Substances, yes, thank you. I'm not sure exactly uh, <laughs> what you two think you're going to find at the bottom of that well. Uh, well, the uh, crystals, that's a perfectly wonderful and acceptable idea that they may have thrown crystals down into the well to poison it and or to so that's what you're looking for yeah yeah that their energy of those crystals infused with whatever magical plague may have leached into the water supply and created that ichor and then poisoned the town it would be a really easy thing to do just drop a few crystals in the well exactly very uh Furtive, very unnoticeable, yeah. So you make it to the well. You don't see or hear any signs of zombies up to this point. And the well is still covered with the door and the stones. All right. I have everybody stand back and lift the door so that the stones all slide off the other side. I'll put them back when we're done. And then push the door off to the side as well. And uh, stand back for a little while to kind of let it air out, let all those fumes escape. Yeah, that, that nauseous scent that you remember from before returns. It's gross. <laughs> Does this smell remind us of the town we were just in? There is a hint of similarity to it. It's not exactly the same, but it could just be a matter of distance or degree. Yeah, dude, that would have been... I'm so glad you pointed that out. That would have been so dumb. That would be like opening a sewer outlet and dropping a match down it. That would have been like the stupidest possible thing we could have done. And I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, oh, that would be so cool if it like lit on fire. I didn't even, I didn't even think about it exploding, so... Oh, man. Okay, so cast light on a stone and chuck it in there? Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, cast light, sheds sheds bright light in a 20-foot uh, radius, and then in dim light another 20 feet, and I'll just whoosh, let it drop, presumably. You see it fall 60 or 70 feet before it plops into the water, or what once was water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see your stone is actually kind of sitting on top of this oh. liquidy sludge before Ooh. slowly sinking underneath. <laughs> and as soon as it falls underneath the surface, it the light is blocked. Oh, wow. So you can't actually see underneath. Ah. Okay. While, while it was resting and starting to sink in, did we see any crystals or anything else of note? You couldn't see any crystals, but again, you can't see under the surface of the sludge. Okay. What if we drop the bucket down and take a nice scoop of that sludge and bring it up? Uh, you want to bring the sludge up? The bucket might actually just sit... We, okay, here's what we do. Put a couple of heavy stones in the bucket first, and then drop it down so that the weight will hopefully break through. The surface? Yeah. The skin? You know, like pudding gets almost. Yeah, it's or got like a, like like a crust a on film. it. Like a fine creme brulee <laughs> of black diseased yeah, mm, sludge. Mm -hmm. yeah, don't make food references right now. <laughs> the Damage Guild Podcast. More refreshing than a flagon of wood elf tears. Welcome back, everybody. It's Jay Stout. Uh, I'm here to say hi and tell you that we are very excited to have you listening. First of all, I wanted to say to everybody who has left us a rating or a review so far, uh, you are my favorite 
persons. Every, each and every one of you is my favorite people. It means the world to us that you would go out of your way to show your love for the show. I'm really enjoying hearing feedback from listeners, seeing what you guys think. Um, so keep it coming. You're great. And keep up the good stuff that you're doing. Personally, I'm super proud of what we've done so far. I can't wait to share it with you. We just got done this past week recording episode 21. So we're quite a ways ahead of the game. But unfortunately, we have a weekly release schedule. So we have to <laughs> we have to release things in one hour segments. Part of that is that each episode does take uh, a bit of post-production work. I just started a new job a couple weeks ago, so I'm very tired and very busy. But we want to make sure that we're getting those episodes out every week, and that's not going to change for the foreseeable future. So keep hanging with us, and we will be here for you Monday in and Monday out. Remember, if you want to get a personal message on the show, you can go to thedamageguild.com slash decree and issue a royal decree. It's a great way to support the show. It helps uh, pay for our podcast hosting. Plus, it's just a nice way to tell a friend or loved one that you are thinking of them and spread the joy and cheer to everyone else. So once again, on behalf of myself and the crew... We hope that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you're totally crushing it. And we'll see you for the next episode uh, next Monday. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. Okay. Yeah, this time I'll shed light uh, or I'll cast light on the bucket rather and then start lowering that down. Okay. So you lower the bucket with some rocks, and when it hits the surface, it kind of sits there for a while and slowly sinks under. I keep, like, trying to will it to sink lower. I'm like, come on, you stupid thing! (laughs) After about 20 seconds, the top of the bucket finally falls underneath the surface, and you can see the sludge filling over the sides. Okay. Gross. You pull it up? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, does the light shed anything, or, like, as soon as it goes under, it just goes out it's pretty murky you can see just kind of a hint of the light barely because it's a bigger light source but you can't really tell any details okay all right we'll pull it out i don't know what we're gonna do with it what did you want to do with it togus <laughs> once we get it out i wanted us to root through it looking for crystals oh, oh. i doubt any of them were floating if they right if they threw them in yeah i guess we didn't go very deep they probably yeah, maybe not. just sunk to the bottom obviously they did something to the water supply yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Let's get a closer look at the sludge. Okay. Might as well. Yeah, well, once we wheel the bucket up, we'll just dump it basically out onto the ground. And <clears throat> I mean, it's already in the water supply anyway, so it won't hurt anything. I'll be the one who doesn't touch the bucket when it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer for the same. Yeah. So who's going to actually pour it? Uh, I'll pour the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> you do have gauntlets on. That's true. All right. So you grab the top of the bucket that didn't quite go under and kind of gingerly tilt it and try to pour it without touching the rest of it directly. It's like jello after it's set. So there's Ugh. just no coming out of there unless you dig in. <laughs> Sorry, another food reference. I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> it's not quite that bad. Now you pour it out and it's this kind of greasy, tarry substance that just Ugh. spreads slowly over the ground. Kind of like oozes. Yeah. Oozes out to maybe mm. a depth of half an inch without ever yeah. spreading any farther. Maybe if we Ooh. touch it, we'll turn into Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Or a zombie. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think, I mean, I can't think of any other way to get, uh, to figure out if there are, in fact, crystals down here. Um, either way, we have some of the crystals with us now. So once we get back to um, the main city place. Nanept. Nanept. Once we get back to Nanept, we'll be able to uh, not only heal Dillard, but... Um, hopefully analyze the crystals as well. Maybe even bring them to the Alchemist's Guild and see uh, see what they can do for us. Mm. They would certainly know what's going on here, I imagine. Maybe that's your in, Tokus. 
Maybe that's yeah. your into the Alchemist Guild. What? Make them suspicious of me spreading some sort of malicious plague? No, no, no. Make and a new it, discovery. They're going to question me. Where did I get these stones, Shaba? <laughs> well, you just tell them you were investigating mm-hmm. this yeah. mysterious plague. A likely story. So their apprentice slash janitor goes on this adventure <laughs> out of nowhere and finds these crystals? <laughs> a likely story, Shaba. Well, you did <laughs> tell your wizard roommate that you were le- you were going on this quest, so you have. I proof. didn't tell him I was moonlighting and got hired by somebody else. <laughs> he <laughs> thinks I'm on vacation. <laughs> Is that what you said in your note that you? Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay, you didn't tell him. He, that he should know that you can't afford to go on a vacation. Mm, that's true. <laughs> I'm sure he's missing me right about now. I'm sure his floor's a mess, as well as his desk. Yeah. He probably got takeout, because I was making his food for him, too. <laughs> he's probably drowning in trash. In Besides, that. it's not like your boss caught you applying to other jobs or anything like that. You're actually trying to move up in the same company. You know, it's like, I would think they would see it as a good thing. But Yeah, so here's the thing. If you were part of the Alchemist Guild, you might have been sent to investigate this. But hmm. since you're not, you had to do a little freelance work. Yeah, to, to build up to your portfolio. Get their attention. Exactly. <laughs> build yeah. up your portfolio. You're just doing the alchemisty thing right. that they would do and just trying to show them your quality. And you now have this, this proof, this thing, assuming that the Stratus brothers will allow you to borrow one of them that you can have analyzed by some of the foremost alchemists in the city of Nanept. I might add. It all sounds really good, Chaba, but we'll see if they buy the story. <laughs> well, we're, we're here to vouch for you, and so are the Strathus brothers. Willem kind of looks at this puddle of sludge and says, Are you certain you know what you're doing? We are entirely <laughs> uncertain of what we're doing. We have no idea what we're doing. I poke it with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it would have been best to leave this sort of thing in the well. Yeah, you're probably right. I poke it with the stick and wonder if the stick will become alive. (laughs) (laughs) When you poke it with the stick and you pull it out and kind of the bark has been peeled off of it. Oh, the stick got really old. Oh my god. The stick got old. (laughs) Does it have gray hairs on it? (laughs) (laughs) I was assuming it was like acidic, but yeah, that would make more sense. Are sticks alive? Like trees are alive, but as soon as the the twig breaks off the, the branch, does it just automatically die? I don't know how that works. Uh, no. Once you, if you cut off a live branch, it'll take a while to die. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, hey, pa- Shaba, pass me Stripey real quick. Uh, no, <laughs> no, that's that's quite all right. I was gonna clip my fingernail okay. and throw it in there and see if it grows. <laughs> if, if it grows, <laughs> I don't think that's quite how fingernails work. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll, I don't have hair. I'm a, I'm a Goliath. Um, I pluck one of Aslo's hairs, because he's the only Ow. member of the party who actually has hair, and I <laughs> throw it into the muck. Does it turn gray? Or does it just sink in and then we can't see it anymore? Well, it kind of sits on top. Okay. It's barely touching it, and you don't see a whole lot of effect immediately. We, we climb a tree and get a baby bird. <laughs> Does it grow to full maturity? <laughs> I don't think that's very realistic. I think, you know, they would fly away before we get there. I think you would have to, like, create a, an, an arrow that has, like, a net attached to it, so you shoot it and then it, you know, captures them. Yeah. That's much more realistic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, either way, I think we, we've uh, we've learned something. Mm. Again, in the interest of of... Probably saving Dillard's life. We should uh, we should head back. We should make haste. You cover the well up oh, again? Oh, we cover the well back up, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you do anything with the puddle that you left? Nope. Just leave it nope. there. The rain will hopefully <laughs> do something to it. Put it back in the ground so it <laughs> infects more people. Yeah. Maybe we should just like dig a little hole and kind of scoop it in there and bury it. Is that even any better than just leaving it out on the ground? <laughs> I don't think so. No? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, we just leave it there. I mean, if we had a shovel, we could shovel it back into the well. Yeah. But... Remember the last bit of ichor that you left here? The dogs came by and were oh, looking yeah. it up. yeah. Dude. Oh. Well, hmm. we haven't seen any old death dogs around. Maybe we will. <laughs> Maybe these old crotchety death dogs will try to attack, but they'll be in wheelchairs and they won't be able to do anything <laughs> to us. We'll see. Nerdak looks questioningly at the puddle as you're leaving. He says, leaving that alone? Well, what should we do with it? 
Do you know something we don't? Why is it a problem to leave the puddle? It just doesn't exactly look safe. Nothing about this entire situation looks safe. Then again, I suppose travelers aren't going to be staying in town, so it's probably not exactly that dangerous to people either. True. I mean, we're open to suggestions. If you guys think this is irresponsible of us and there's something else we should do with it, then by all means. Do you have a shovel? Uh, we have one. Oh. All right, let's scoop it back into the well then. Yeah. We uncover the well again. Dump all the Shabba rocks will off. be glad to do it for you. Yeah, and uh, I scoop it back into the well. And then I put the door back and put all the rocks back on top again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, right. I dropped my keys down there. Shaba, can you... <laughs> right. Would you mind? All right. Yeah, we, uh, we head on to the next town. Yeah. Willem takes the shovel back and kind of holds it out at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll wipe it on some grass. Yeah, I would burn that shovel if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he carefully wipes it off on some nearby posts or something. Hmm. Uh, next, you head north, back towards Nefton. Where the road splits. <laughs> Have they adopted that as their actual it's the official town, town slogan, slogan at this point? When we go back. Yeah, there's, there's like a sign. There are many towns where roads split. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but th- this is the only one named Nefton. Yes. Yeah, I think they definitely have a sign and like a logo with uh, with like a forked road, and it's even in their pamphlet and everything. Yeah, the word spread once you suggested. Yeah, that. as soon as I said it, it just took off like wildfire. It's crazy. <laughs> it was very catchy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we return to Nafton, where the yes, road splits. You return the following day. You arrive at Nafton. <laughs> okay. And you see the same sort of uneasy atmosphere in the villagers around town. No one fear. We have a person with us who's dying of the plague <laughs> and a shovel covered in ichor. Everything's going to be fine. Everyone's like, ah! Oh! <laughs> screaming. <Run> screaming. Ah! <laughs> Women are throwing their babies and just running. <laughs> Run for your lives! <laughs> Five seconds later, everybody's left. There's like a dinner plate still spinning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you actually do? I, I don't actually do that. Yeah. Um, a tumbleweed rolls by. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is Nafton. Um, is this the town that had the innkeeper who no. told us that? No, that was okay. Knighton. Knighton. Was that Olaf in Knighton? Yep. Okay. Mm. Good old Olaf. So on your way back, you'll be passing through Nafton, Kaplan Hill, Lydix Cross, and Knighton. Okay. Okay. And then get to the net. All right, so everything in Nafton looks status quo? Everything's good? Well, it looks like it did last time you were here, which is to say people are looking nervous. Oh, yeah, yeah. But nothing seems to have really changed. Are they looking old? Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> are they looking older than when we left? Uh, you didn't really get to know any of the people here, but... It looks like a typical town population as far as age is concerned. Let's change that. <laughs> I point out an old person. You! Old person! <laughs> how old are you? And how old were you like three days ago? No, I don't actually. Um, do we want to ask around? Or like, I, I mean, I guess we just said we'd sort of like take a look and, and see how people are doing. Is Dillard able to walk under his own strength at this point? And he's like moving around fine. And has he continued to progress? He has Today. continued to improve. He okay. can walk on his own, but he has still been riding the horse this whole time. So we, he doesn't like, he's not like swaying on the horse, like about to pass out, drenched in sweat and his eyes, like all dark circles. Like he doesn't look plagued. He looks exhausted. Okay. Hmm. He's just kind of slumped over and tired, but not you know, looking terrible like that. No. Okay. How many levels of exhaustion do you have, Dillard? <laughs> You're not sure? Um, I will... Yeah, I'll ask around a little bit and just kind of see, like, just ask a few people, has anything weird happened around here lately? How's everybody doing? Give me an investigation check. That'd be a 13. I follow Aslo around as he's doing that, but I don't actually ask anybody anything. You just stand there to look tough to convince people to talk? Yeah, just a sort of a silent intimidation tactic. Alright, well, so you're asking around, you don't really learn anything all that new. No one's come from the south except for you. You're the first ones in the last couple weeks. Hmm. 
Uh, you don't hear about any new word of the plague spreading farther. What about these caravans that are, these trade caravans that have been moving back and forth between towns? Wouldn't someone have come from uh, Letwick by now and reported that the entire town is deserted? Because if not, we can be the first ones to do that. The person you're talking to says that ever since the news came that people were fleeing that region, no other caravans have been sent down that direction. And we haven't received any from there either. The ones that have been coming in have all been from the east, from the dwarves. Okay, I go out into the middle of the town square and find a soapbox to stand on. And I say, hear ye, (laughs) hear ye! Uh, breaking news. Extra, extra, read all about it. And a few faces turn to look at you. Uh, I say, please gather around, folks of Nafton, where the road splits. That's a thing. It's actually your slogan. <laughs> uh, people of Nafton, <laughs> do you know? please gather around and hear what I have to say. It's very, very important. Very, very important. And I just keep saying that. Very, very important until people... <laughs> you gather a couple dozen people... With the first few having wandered off, as you keep on repeating, very, very important without <laughs> <Okay>. actually saying anything. <laughs> All right. Well, when I have like a good, like a good, at least you know, whatever, a dozen or so, I'm like, the town of Letwick has been deserted. There's nobody there except for some zombies, and then the other town after that, Pillshire, is full of dead people walking around. Okay, go tell your friends and neighbors. Everybody needs to know this. Very dangerous that way. Don't go back that way. Nothing good will come of it. And make sure everybody in town knows. Make sure no merchants go that way trying to sell stuff because zombies aren't interested. Make sure that no adventurers go that way trying to kill zombies because the zombies will kill them. Make sure nobody wanders off. And don't let anybody out of your sight because you never know when zombie uh, could be about. All right, you see several of the people in the crowd start whispering frantically to each other. Actually, you know what? Give me a persuasion check. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should have had Aslo do this. <laughs> yeah. No. Dang it. Yeah, I'll be like, uh, I'm now going to defer to my friend Aslo, who has basically the same thing as me to say, but he'll just say it better, and you'll believe him more. I, uh, I, I step up onto the soapbox, and I say, what he said. Yeah, yeah, but say more than that, because here's the thing. I rolled a three, and my <laughs> persuasion is a negative one. So that's a two. I like I push I push on Shaba's <laughs> leg to get him to, to step off the box. Yeah, I, I actually crouch down and put you on my shoulders, and then stand up, and then okay. stand on the box. So you're even higher. As you're giving this speech, you're just so unaccustomed to talking to all these people that you don't know. That you get nervous and kind of stutter and stumble over your words, and sometimes you just kind of dwindle out and quietly mumble to yourself so people just aren't getting the message as you speak. It's a terrible speech, yeah. With a two, it's the you worst speech You also pass ever. gas once loudly by oh, accident. Oops. Sorry. And then Stripey starts going around and, like, biting people's ankles. And they're all, like, really mad. And every time I go into a human village, they all look at me strangely anyway. So you, Aslo comes up seeing how badly you're failing... Guys, what what he said. Tell people there's zombies down south and and all this stuff, and don't let anybody out of your sight. Uh, that would be a... What did you say? Persuasion? Yes. Oh, yeah, and since Aslo can't play music in front of people, I take out my goatskin drum, and I just start... Doom, 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 <laughs> as he's talking, to try to drum up some attention. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, 13. 13. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> you can see that some among the crowd seem to be looking more scared than they were before. Others are kind of nervously laughing it off, and there's just general whisper and unease spreading even more so than it was before. Dude, that's what we should have done. Tokus, while we're up there, you should have been walking throughout the crowd being like, I think... Picking pockets. Yeah, no, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just being like, I think they're they're serious. This sounds really bad. Yeah, but didn't they see me with you guys? They'll think, wait, he's with those guys. <laughs> and then they'll run us out of town yeah. with pitchforks. Uh, you would guess that it looks like probably more than half of the people are taking you seriously, especially since they already know that bad things have been going on down there. Yeah. Okay. They're just getting some more details. 
Yeah, we're just trying to bring a little more clarity to the rumors. You've successfully spread some rumors, and hopefully they stay accurate for a little while at least. (laughs) As all rumors do, of course. Well, now the rumor is some sort of crazed giant came into town telling everybody that they're zombies. Yeah, dude, (laughs) what's up with that gate? Remember the gate? How it was all mangled and torn off its hinges, the broad iron gate? I was wondering about that. Either that was something real big like we thought, or it was like all the zombies at the same time. (laughs) It's possible. Or maybe it's just a crappy town (laughs) with a bad gate. Yeah, we need to get that gate fixed in case of the zombie apocalypse. Right. Maybe the blacksmith who built that gate was just like trying to go cheap on materials and so he made it hollow (laughs) on the inside. Or maybe he just didn't like how the town was being run, so he purposely made it crappy to get back in the mayor. You know, (laughs) you never know. Maybe he folded some impurities into his iron while he was making it. (laughs) All right, so we spread the good news of... Of bad news. (laughs) The deserted towns and the plague. (laughs) Good news of death and plague. Great news, everyone. The next town over, completely deserted. Everything's going to be fine. (laughs) The rumors you've heard are 100% true. It's right. (laughs) All your neighbors uh, to the south are dead. Every last one of them. You overhear a few discussions between probably married couples. Do you think maybe we should pack up and move soon, too? <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad idea. If I lived here, I'd move. You just break into the conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I couldn't help but over here, yes. Stick your head directly between them. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> the answer is yes. Get out of here now while you still can. Shaba, you're showing why your diplomacy is very low. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, I put my head between them and scream. Ah! Everybody run! <laughs> it's worse than we could have possibly imagined. <laughs> so once we've once we've uh, indoctrinated this town, we move on. Wait, wait. We forgot to do something. We have to check their well first. Ah. Mm. I have a thing about checking wells. Okay. Yes. Let's be thorough about it. Good on you, yeah. All right. uh, (laughs) Let's actually be thorough. Well, I was kind of half making a joke, but maybe we really should look for something in their (laughs) well. No, dude. Totally. Totally. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe the plaguer, the plague dude cult thing, whoever's doing this, (laughs) just came through and dropped some... Some uh, crystals in there, and maybe it's it's in the process of spreading. So, or it's already too late. Yeah, but maybe it isn't. So we go directly to the well, right to the well, and say, "You listen to me, well. We're gonna have a talk." (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) he's like, "Well, (laughs) we're gonna work this out right now." Well, you get to the well, you see a couple people. Standing in line waiting for the bucket. I pushed them out you! of the way. <laughs> Stop right there. Get back. Go to your homes. It could be the difference between life or death. What, are you going to kill us? <laughs> <laughs> no, we are the foremost experts on the plague in the known world. The known to us. Um, so we need to test this water for purity and to make sure that it's not diseased. Give us that bucket. And I take the bucket and give it to Tokus because he knows how to test for the right thing. And then, Aslo, why don't you cast light on something and drop it down so that we can look. Is it possible to just test the bucket itself? Uh, No, we need to see if there's crystals down there or anything that looks not like water or dirt. Because those are the only two things besides the bucket that should be at the bottom of a well are water and dirt. And, And yeah, hopefully mostly just water. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I will, yeah. I'll cast light on the bucket, and we'll start lowering it down. Okay, on the bucket. Oh, no, no, just do it on a stone, because that way Togus can in- inspect the water that's in the bucket while we are looking. Oh, yeah. Okay, that works. See what I'm saying? Yeah, unless it's all sludge, we don't need to use the bucket. Pick up a rock, cast light, toss it in. As you're getting closer to tossing the rock inside, one of the people at the well says, Whoa, 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 what do you think you're throwing in our well? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a mundane pebble. A mundane rock. Yeah, but it's glowing. <laughs> Look at it. Yeah. Ma'am, person, don't worry. This is, we are we are licensed to do this uh, um, by ourselves, but we're approved. Sorry, no, no. No one's allowed to throw anything in the well. Did I mention that we're the foremost experts on in the known world? <laughs> hang, hang, hang on a second. Has that always been a rule? Well etiquette in this town? Of course. Oh, okay. Not just with recent events going on? There's a severe fine for anyone throwing anything in the well. Okay, never mind. We'll just lower the bucket then. Yeah, let's just use the well the way it's meant to be 
in the intended to be Fine, used. Fine, I guess. <laughs> Cast light on the bucket, lower it down. Yep. Okay. So the bucket hits the water, and from what you can see, it looks like fairly normal water. Maybe a little bit dirty, a little muddy. No strange black yet multicolored crystalline things shining up from the bottom. Um, make a perception check. We do. All three of us make perception checks. I perceive with a two. Actually, m- minus one, so that would be a one. <laughs> I get an eleven. Uh, twenty. Nice. The critical twenty. Tokus, you see there is some very small, dark rock-looking thing in there. What? It could just be an ordinary black rock, but you do see there's something that's different from the rest of the rocks around it. Tokus, what's the matter? You look concerned. Uh, guys, I think we're going to have to send someone down there. Holy what? Schnikes. Yes. I take out Stripey's scuba gear and start <laughs> strapping him in. All right, little buddy. It's all up to you now. The fate of the world. I knew this would come in handy someday. (laughs) (laughs) When I bought it three years ago, I just had a feeling. Um, So uh, I look at Aslo, and Aslo, you look back at me, and you're wondering why I'm staring at you. And I'm actually, I'm I'm looking at your legs and your waist, and I'm trying to figure out which of us is going to fit in the bucket better. (laughs) Is it that feeling coming over you again? The one that we talked about a few episodes ago? No, there's no, there's no time. There's no time for that <laughs> okay, right now. All right, okay, sorry, just making sure. Um, oh, I guess I am, well, yeah, unless you took off your armor, then we're both about the same weight. Yeah, I think, I think you'll fit better. I think halflings are smaller. Uh, well, I telepathically sent you that information. <laughs> I start sort of wringing my hands a little bit, but I say, Shaba, do you think you can support me? Yeah, well, I was thinking, what if we untie the bucket and we send you down Mission Impossible style? Like that? <laughs> just like, <laughs> and then I just let you down on the crank. And then you t- you tug on the rope when you want to be pulled back up. I look over to the villager and I'm like, is that going to be okay? Can we do that much? I mean, at this point, are we having to restrain the townsfolk away from the well as we do our weird experiments? Yeah, we should get the Strathus brothers over here to kind of help do security detail. We gotta check the water. I know this looks strange, but trust us, we are doing this for the benefit of all involved here. This is a town safety issue. As a matter of fact, if someone wants to go run and get the mayor or whoever's in charge around here, we'll explain all of this. Please, we just want to keep you all safe. We're professionals. I wouldn't go that far. Yes, we are. We're definitely (laughs) professionals. We know what we're doing. Kinda. Just roll with it, people. (laughs) Yeah. One of the people nearby seems to run off in some direction. You're not sure who he's going to go get. The Strathus brothers right now are actually getting some supplies at the general store. Right. Strathus brothers? More like straggler brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Never (laughs) run when you need them. They're so slow and sluggish. This is the first real town you've been in. (laughs) And they've been gone a lot longer than you have. Also, one of them's dying. You should feel horrible about yourself. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Dying Dillard. We, okay, I will, I think I will just hop into the bucket and hold on to the rope for extra security. All right. Even if it's like one foot in the bucket, if I'm too big. You put your dirty feet in the town's water bucket? (laughs) Yeah. Your dirty hobbit feet? They probably have yeah, much bigger problems to worry about. Exactly, your dirty halfling feet with all the hair in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right, I will crank him down. Like I said, just give the rope a tug. Or it's two tugs for up and one tug for more down. Or the other way. Around. Why don't I just shout up to you? I <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, sure that works. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you can really differentiate between one and two tugs when you're riding the thing that you're supposed to be tugging. Yep. <laughs> when your entire body weight. Yeah, is on the I'm not going to be able to tell. So just shout. <laughs> just shout. All right. If you're drowning, just shout up, and I'll pull you up. <laughs> shout, shout, let it all out. Yep. Uh, you start lowering him down. And when he gets about 30 feet down into the well, you see a member of the town guard running towards you. Oh, boy. (laughs) He says, you there, stop, what are you doing? I'm probably the only one who's tall enough to hold onto this crank, too, aren't I? (laughs) This is probably a bit high for Tokus to reach, maybe? Uh, so, so I'll confront the guardsmen. Yeah, yeah, why don't you take care of this? And I'll do my best to explain what's going on, but I think I have even worse charisma than you, Shaba. <laughs> so we, yeah, we put our friend down in the well because we need to make sure <laughs> Don't that... start with that, no! <laughs> it was a dare, and we were drinking at the tavern, and someone was like, I bet you won't. 
until we had to? So this is actually a matter of, we're trying to figure out if your well is poisoned or not. The town we just came from, their well was poisoned, so we're trying to see if uh, that's how this disease is spreading. Should I just make a roll? Alright, give me a quick persuasion check. Okay. <laughs> Seven minus two, that's a five. <laughs> You guys just don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> no, we, we do not. See, I feel as though I sounded eloquent, but I'm sure the way it came out, like, in my gnomish tongue... Yeah, you see, the guy you'd want to talk to, he's down in the bucket right uh, now? He's down in the hole. Can you wait, like, five minutes? We'll get it's him. Just, it's a size thing, really, is how it worked out to be. Like, I, I mean, I would have gone down there, but then he wouldn't have been able to crank me, but... He's a lot better at explaining this, apparently, than we are. In fact, why don't we just have you go talk to him right now? <laughs> the guard walks over to the well, kind of pushes you to the side, and he shouts over at Shaba, either pull up that bucket. Okay. All right, I'll pull it up, and I keep cranking it really fast down, like down <laughs> to get him to the bottom. As a matter of fact, I, like, start letting it go, and, like, letting it, and then catching it again, like, like really fast spurts. And then I wait until I hear a splash, and then I hold on. And then I, like, start cranking it real, 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 real slow. And I'm like, Aslo, hurry up. Hurry up down there. <laughs> Shout whispering. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to crank it up. I'm just really, really tired. Just give me a second. I'll crank it back up. Just. All right. Are you trying to do that in a way that he doesn't see what you're doing? Because that's pretty obvious. <laughs> no, I don't care. I'm, get, I'm just getting him to the bottom as quick as possible. <laughs> no, Shaba. It's clockwise, not counterclockwise. <laughs> oh, crap. And oh, that's like what right I was there. doing wrong. You're like, what's well, a clock? <laughs> <laughs> the direction of the sundial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, as a, you go about halfway down, and you hear some talking up above, but it's kind of distorted by the well. And then suddenly you start to drop rapidly and <laughs> jerking up and down as you fall. And then you, you splash into the water at the bottom. I keep like holding onto the sides and the rope. <laughs> dive, dive! So you are thoroughly soaked. Oh no, crap. <laughs> so I, I check around as, as much as I can. Uh, make your perception check to see how quickly you can find something. Ooh, Natty Twanzo. Oh, be a natural twenty. <laughs> see how you're holding the dice up as if you have some <laughs> sort sure of you guys can see dice it. police. Yeah, like turn it over a few times. Oh, look! <laughs> <laughs> you see the crap out of that stone. 